Welcome to Connection Strategies with Ron Zukenik, helping people in business embrace the power of connection. And now, here's your host, Ron Zukenik. Welcome to Connection Strategies. I'm Ron Zukenik. Glad you can join us. By the way, this is the second segment with Carrie Keller, uh, director of the School of Metaphysics in Indianapolis, public speaker, mind coach. Many of you that heard the first session understood that he's spent over 30 years as an entrepreneur and spent a lot of years in interior design, furniture design, distribution, fabrication, and somehow he got into this whole thing about metaphysics, uh, trying to get some control over his mind, uh, and now teaches it and has total control over his thoughts. His true authentic self comes out. And he's so connected to people. Kerry, what a pleasure to have you back. Thanks for joining us again. Well, thank you. I enjoyed the first 20 minutes, so I'm looking forward to this. Oh, well, let's, let's, let's jump into this. Look, I, I, wow. I, I want to change my perceptions of myself. Okay. Uh, who am I? What am I all about? Who am I? What's my reason? You know, so, you know, am I a survivor of my circumstances uh, or can I be a creator of my circumstances? Right. Help me out on this. Well, we tend to go back and forth, depending on how we identify ourselves. If um, when you grew up, I'll, I'll use a former student of mine in Chicago when I was teaching in Chicago, and I'll give you a short little story that sets it up. When she was one years old, her father died, and her mother remarried, and the man that she married treated, and her, I'll call her Gloria for lack of a better one. And he mistreated Gloria. He constantly told her that she would never amount to anything. He told her that she wouldn't have success in school, that she would probably get pregnant before high school was over, and she would have to live off of everybody else, that she just was worthless. And then she would never go to college. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Right. And so I, I met her when she was in her 40s, and she came to the school in Chicago. Meanwhile, she graduated second in her class in high school, went on to college, got three degrees, went on to work at a corporate 500 company making over six figures. And in her late 40s, she came to the school of metaphysics and she says, I want to start my own company and I want to learn how to teach people. Since she thought by coming to the school of metaphysics, that she would learn how to help people more succinctly. And then what she came to realize that she still had some identities that she was worthless because of what her father had, or stepfather, had continually told her. So part of her had defied what she had heard from her father, because obviously she created a success out of herself. But when it came to do, to having compassion for people and doing things with people, some things she would shy away from, because she still had that lack of worth in her mind, based on what she had learned from her father. And so that's how we flip-flop back and forth all day long. Everybody's had a different type of upbringing and a teenage lives and adulthood. Right. And we've all had circumstances in our life that we probably wouldn't want to talk about. And then we've had a lot of good things. And so where we have a lot of good things, we have a lot of confidence and we have a lot of, of value, self-value. And those are usually the things that we go out and, and do. The things that we don't feel so good about, we try to avoid. And the ego actually helps us create a personality so we overcome those things in some physical way to be a better person. And so if you're out in the business world or even the social world or even your family, 
and you're making choices, every choice you make is based on your own identity, who you think you are and your own self-worth. And that's different for everybody. So when you talk to somebody and meet them for the first time, part of what we're doing is getting to be aware of how do they, how comfortable are the way they were themselves and how do they use that to make their choices? Some people seem like they flow through life very well and other people um, start and stop and hesitate and avoid because they're not so powerful or so confident about themselves. And it makes a big difference on how they feel connected to others because if they feel invaluable or unworthy, they feel disconnected and distant and separate from others. Yeah, but that's but but when you talk that when you told us that story, Kerry, I, I think aren't we talking about people having self limiting beliefs and making assumptions? Sure. So Right. Uh, but the self limiting belief the self limiting uh, belief is how we see ourselves. Right, that how we see ourselves. Have, right. Okay. So if you have a fear of something that doesn't allow you let's say you get been given a promotion but you have to move to a different city and you're, you're afraid of travel and you're afraid of uh, what would happen if you sell your house and you've got a lot of fears, then you're going to think twice about moving. And I'm not saying that's a normal. I'm just saying we all have fears that we don't pay attention to that rules the way we make choices and the way we make connections. Okay, so let's let's stay with that. I, I like that. I, your last comment, connection. So so I want to be a creator of my circumstances, and I want to cause greater connection to people. And, you know, I've always felt that if I was going to want to build and strengthen and deepen connectedness with people, I have to build and strengthen connectedness with myself. Would you agree to that? Correct. Okay, so – uh, give us some ninja tricks. I, I know I'm putting you on the spot, Kerry. I, I, I say ninja tricks, but, um, you know what? Can you give us a little something to, 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 to chew on to, to, sure. so I can start creating circumstances that causes connectedness? Yes. The most valued commodity any one person in the world has is their attention and their ability to put their attention in the place that they want to. When we have ideals and goals and we're striving to achieve them, then that's where we're putting our attention. When we stop and we stop being intentional, then the mind reverts to our past and our experiences and our emotions and our fears and our doubts. And that's when we get in trouble. No, so does the past not exist? So, so I'm trying to free myself from relying on my past. Ex- yeah, but but don't I have some past? Don't people have past experiences that are positive and add to connectedness? Of course we do, and the past is valuable because we learn lessons from them. When we start identifying with the past, that's when we find ourselves in trouble. If you had some bad experiences, so you say, therefore, in these circumstances, I'm not worthy. Then you try to avoid those. Anybody would. And so that's why we find ourselves identifying with. So as I was talking about your attention, if you put your attention on those places in life that you don't think you're valuable or worthy, then it's easy to suddenly become emotional or depressed or whatever. If you're putting your attention on your goals and your ideals and who you want to become, not who you've been, but who you want to become, now you're directing your mind totally differently. And it's functioning in a way that's causing its own success. 
what we're teaching is thoughts are the cause of everything that happens. Every thought you have is responsible for creating your future experiences, whether it's five minutes from now, five days from now, five years from now. And it's now proven science that what we think is what we produce. So we're now learning, well, what are productive thoughts? What do I want to happen to me in the future? Because I only want to think about those kinds of thoughts. I don't want to think about my fears or my worries or my regrets. Because I think about those, I'm going to produce more of those. So it comes down to how willingly and successfully do we direct our attention where we know we're going to have more success. Wow. Wow. Which gives us control of how we develop our life. I, I'm just amazed. Uh, so have you, uh, how long does it take me to, to, so I want to get better connected, but I got to get some control over my thoughts. And you're using the concept of thoughts and the mind interchangeably. Is that correct? Well, you actually choose your thoughts. Who you really are is not just a body and a brain. You're actually consciousness. You're the decision maker. And if you look at yourself as deeply as you know how, the most original part of yourself is the part of you that's making choices. So you receive all day long from your five senses. You have a memory, you have an ego, and you have a future. And so we're constantly weighing all these factors to choose what are we going to do. And so it's how well do we choose, which is what consciousness is. How well do you make your decisions about who you want to become and what you want to create? If you spend more time worrying about what you don't have or what you fear, then we're also causing more of that. And so we're learning that we have the tools of the creator. We just don't know how to use them. And by the way, sound, you know, if I was to ask you what was faster, sound or light, I think you would tell me sound was faster than light. Am I correct? Well, apparently that's up in the air with science now. I don't know that I can tell you exactly what they're saying. But I watched a science report the other day that said that if you snap your fingers or even think a thought that science now knows within a quarter of a second it's on the other side of the universe. So there's something much faster than sound and light that they never oh, knew Oh, I think so. That what, what, what I'm getting to is my understanding is that thought is faster yes. than sound. Is, is that what yes. you're saying as well? Exactly. Wow. So – so, so, wow, so if you're do connect, I really? If you're, <laughs> if you're, if, Ron, if you're connected to universal mind, which everybody is, that means if you have a thought, it instantly goes into the grid of universal mind and it can come out anywhere. <laughs> so, if, come out if, anywhere. If, if you look at history, look at the whole idea of the pyramids that are around the earth. They all showed up within pretty much the same time frames even though there was no communication from one side of the earth to the other. And what they're now realizing is that as you learn things or any group of people learn things, even if it's something that nobody else learned before, then that consciousness is spread throughout the entire universe and somebody else can draw it from the inner mind and say, oh, look what we can do. So if you learn how to create a pyramid and nobody's ever done that before and somebody else lives in Egypt and they tap into that thought, now suddenly they know how to build that pyramid. And so that's a lot about how evolution even takes wow. place. So I've got to pay attention to details. Yes. Uh, you know, what about Everybody people that does. have short attention spans? <laughs> then they, they can be improved. 
in this day and age, everybody has an attorney. So they can be improved by doing what? By going to the school of metaphysics? By speaking? I didn't even know that a mind coach exists. Yes. We teach something called the 10 essential life skills. They're mind skills. They're all skills that you and I have heard of our, our entire life. But if you think about it, never been taught in any school. Things like self-respect, concentration, undivided attention, listening, reasoning, imagination, memory, breath, entrainment, those kind of things. They're really all mental muscles. We all have those mental muscles, but nobody has ever taken time to teach us how to expand or strengthening those muscles. So that's one of the things we teach here in the school. So if you have, let's say you've been diagnosed ADHD or something equivalent of that, or you have attention problems and everybody has it to one degree or, or another, then I've had teachers from high schools and grade schools come to the classes, both in St. Louis, Chicago and here. They come in and say, well, you know, I don't know how well I'm going to do here. I have ADHD. And I said, well, first of all, you have to let go of that and realize that you can improve it. I had one lady taught the sixth grade, and after seven weeks, she went home one day, and her husband said, I don't know what you're doing, but you're totally changing. I don't have to say things twice. You listen to me really accurately. I'm listening to you, and you're improving. And she just got the biggest smile on her face, and she loved the course because she's learning how to direct her mind through these exercises. She's expanding her ability to focus or concentrate or listen. And you know those are critical for any kind of business or social life. Oh, oh there's no doubt. So, wow. So this is this is interesting. So, um, uh, you know, the mind seems to run uh, is somewhat elusive, though, for most people, isn't it? I, it's just hard it to kind of get your get your hands around it uh, if you well, can't even get your hands around it. We're we're a receptive machine. We live off the five senses and. But nobody's told us what to pay attention to and what not, which is really turning into a bigger problem these days with Internet and telephones and everything else. There's so much information out there and everybody that's providing a service or selling a product is trying to get your attention. And um, nobody's te teaching people what to pay attention to, or what not to pay attention to. So then it's pretty easy to get scattered or busy or emotional or upset. And because the brain by itself doesn't know how to handle it. And so if we start teaching these skills, people have a much better ability to be comfortable with themselves, be calm and relaxed, because they know what to pay attention to and what not to pay attention to. Are there online courses that people take at the School of Metaphysics where I can get better control over my mind? Or is this just all face-to-face -face coaching and training? Well, up until this point, the school's been in existence since 1973, and it's been one-on-one -on -one in the classes that we teach because it's very experiential. You can teach people information all day long, but unless they start practicing it so they can change old habits, I mean, any, your lack of attention, my lack of attention, anybody, it's just a habit. It's what we've learned. And so we have to unlearn it and do something different, which is why we teach these mental skills. And so at the same time, I'm glad you brought it up. We're in the process of doing some introductory courses that are not available yet, but soon will be available. And um, so that we can use them to introduce people around the world, um, or mostly the country. And um, so we can do more and more workshops and lectures and, and walk into 
universities or businesses and show them what, how they can improve the way they do business, how they can improve relationships, all because they can create a better connectedness with themselves and others. Yeah, you know, I'm talking to Kerry Keller. This, this is the second segment. So if you're listening to this and you haven't heard the first one, go back. You'll find it in multiple locations. <laughs> but, but, but I think what you're telling me, Kerry, is that people live in this illusion of being separate. Uh, they're yeah. unconscious about it. But what they can do is they can get better connected. And if they can get some more control, if you will, or just have a better understanding of their mind by paying better attention to things, then they can reach goals and have a sense of purpose and deal in better communication, better – I mean just I can, I can live a, a life of connectedness if I can just accept my mind – as as a tool in the shed, I guess is that is that what I'm thinking? It, it really is. It's it's unbeknownst to most people, it certainly was to me until the last 15 years, that we're here to learn how to direct our mind to teach it to do what we want it to do instead of it telling us what to do. You know, when you get tired or you get worn out or you get hungry or you get defeated or you get depressed, it seems like all those things happen to us. And yet we have the ability to direct our mind with willpower. And that's one thing we really haven't talked about today. You know, we have willpower in a lot of places in our life, but then there's other things that we don't do very well or we're afraid of it and we have zero willpower. And so one of the other things we do that if you practice concentration skills and undivided attention skills, you slowly gain more command of your mind. And that's a will building oh. Undivided attention. My wife said that to me the other day, Carrie. She says, I need your undivided attention. That's what yep. my wife said to me. My God, I need these skills, obviously. Hey, uh, uh, by the way, this is just a much bigger conversation than you and I get to handle in two 20-minute segments. But uh, look, I met Carrie so many years ago. I, I just, If you're listening to this segment, uh, you got to call Carrie. You got to say hello to Carrie. By the way, he's reachable at the School of Metaphysics in Indianapolis. That's a 317 area code, 251-5285. You can reach Kerry, K-E-R-R-Y-P, like in Palmer, Keller, K-E-L-L-E-R, at yahoo.com. He's certainly on LinkedIn. These segments with Kerry Keller, you can be found on my website, which is ronsakenick.com podcastandradio.com, or you can certainly subscribe on iTunes. Uh, and Kerry, I, I think you know from the first segment, I always like to leave the audience thinking about something, thinking. I mean, that's just a natural for you, right, uh, with, with the mind. I, and I call them thinking points for connecting forward. So, I, I, Kerry, what, what thinking point can we leave for the audience today? Well, I think most people – could easily say that they would like to have better command of their mind, whether it's being able to deal with their own emotions or their own stress or whatever it might be. We all like to be able to be more focused, even in the time of, of stress or need. And so there are exercises that people can do if they would choose to do them. It doesn't have to be all day long. You can do them in a short amount of time. A simple concentration exercise if you can find an old-fashioned clock, not a digital clock, but one that has a second hand that moves around the clock, if you put your attention on the end of that second hand 
and watch it go around 10 times and do your best not to think of anything. You'll find very quickly that's pretty hard to do. But in that 10 minutes of just putting your attention on the second hand and doing your best not to think any other thoughts, the more often you do it, the more you realize you're building that mental muscle of concentration. And pretty soon you realize you can go for a particular time and space where you're not having any thoughts. And that's when you can get in touch with your higher self. That's when you can make more clear, intelligent choices. And that's when you can be more effective in causing your future and causing your time in life. And as an additive to go with that, often I'll walk into a business and say, how would you like 10, 20, maybe even 30% of your day back to do the things that you don't really get to do? And they'd look at me like, are you crazy? And I said, no, most of that is because we're so distracted, so busy that we waste that much time. Wow. And so concentration would help us a lot. Well, hey, you got my attention, but that's good because that'll get me closer to connectedness. So, uh, Kerry, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to talk to Connection Strategies and share some of the insights uh, from the School of Metaphysics and you as a mind coach. Thanks so much, Kerry. Appreciate it very much. Well, I thank you for having me be a part of this. I appreciate it a lot. Thanks for listening to Connection Strategies with Ron Zukenik. To learn more about Ron Zukenik and the work he does as speaker and trainer, visit ronzukenik.com. This podcast is powered by David Wolf and podcastandradio.com. <laughs>